0: Welcome to the Tuned In Podcast. I'm Post-Gazette TV writer Rob Owen and I am joined this week by media writer Maria Shulow. Hey, Maria.
1: How's it going, Rob?
0: And online features editor Sharon Everson. Hi, Sharon. Hi, Rob. We're going to talk two TV topics this week. The Tony Awards, which were broadcast Sunday night on CBS and saw a small growth in ratings, which is better than a decline. And uh, then we will talk Picnic at Hanging Rock. A new series on Amazon correct? Yes. Did I get my streamer right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay great so first uh, the Tony Awards aired Sunday night Um, I I, okay so (laughs) That's that's a ringing endorsement Rob I always watch the Tonys mostly just to see the musical numbers and to think okay a couple years from now when that thing's touring I want to go see that show perhaps there weren't a lot of things <laughs> that made me want to see them this year. I mean, I think I, the most rousing thing I saw was the, uh, the My Fair Lady medley. And I actually, it made me think maybe more shows should, should do you know, a medley of songs as opposed to just one song. Well,
1: but, actually, a lot uh, of, of them did,
0: Rob. Super
2: you, you may not have noticed, what? but a lot of the shows, because you don't know the the songs, did medleys. They did not do single songs. Oh, so no. okay. So Except for Carousel, and they just danced. TV, not somebody who knows all the shows. No, no, no. I'm saying, yeah, but but there's that, and you know, it was just not a great year for musicals all around. First of all, last year. Um when Dare Evan Hansen won, there were thirteen musicals eligible this year there were seven for as mm-hmm. as original ones. and you know w- what's original? So the past three years, we've had two um from scratch original musicals win Dare Evan Hansen and Hamilton. and before that fun home was from a graphic novel, so it was really a very original you know kind of thing. so um you know there uh, the Gentleman's Guide was original yeah that's true so, no, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it, it's been kind of like that um, for a while and then this year of the four eligible musicals, um, three were based on movies and one on a television series so that will tell you a little bit about the kind of season it's been um, for musicals on Broadway and I it's I, I saw the band's visit I came away thinking oh that was you know sweet and nice and sultry and all of that and I have to say that watching all of the critics, you know, the New York critics fell over it, it must be because they had to see all of these other shows (laughs) that screamed at them and... and, and, Or um, maybe
1: you're just wrong, Sharon.
2: There's that, too. Um, Although I think that most people agree with me, (laughs) too. Um, But, but, um, you know, uh, this you know let it go I think they let it go uh, uh, they wanted nothing to do with Mean Girls as a Tony winner because they wanted to send that message out or, or Spongebob or Frozen now, see I
1: can see them with Frozen or Spongebob but mm-hmm. you know Mean Girls is sort of in the hairspray kind of genre and they, would have been I a agree. perfectly ex- I mean some other shows have won in the past you know, it depends on what year it is
2: Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, Mean Girls um, and SpongeBob tied for the lead with 12 nominations, and again... Big names behind them: uh, Tina Fey with Lauren Michaels producing for *Mean Girls*. Uh, *SpongeBob* had Pulitzer Prize winner Tom Kitt doing the orchestrations for everyone from David Bowie to the Flaming Lips to Sarah Bareilles, you know, um, for their songs. And mm-hmm. and you know, *Frozen* was Disney. And then you have this little the little musical that could. Um, David Yazbek is he, some people know who he is. he was a first time book writer. Um, Tony Shaloub was the biggest name in it, although Katrina Lenk had done um, uh, Oslo. Was it Oslo? No, indecent. She she'd done a non musical okay, before. Nobody knows who those yeah, exactly. Are. <laughs> but Tony Schlupe doesn't sing in it, and he won. <laughs> you know, he won Best Actor in a musical. It was sort of a really really bizarre year, um, and huh. I can't even imagine what the folks in the Midwest <laughs> who you know never make it to Broadway and tuned in thought, you mm. know, thought about this Broadway season having seen it. However, the one thing I will say is that the host last year, which everyone does not bring up, or tries not to, was Kevin Spacey. And um, it was his first time, he was a terrible host. And I will say that um, Joshua, uh, Josh, Joshua, Josh Groban (laughs) and Sarah Bareilles were charming. Um, They're talented people, Uh, their songs were cute. Um, It wasn't like Neil Patrick Harris, you know, they didn't blow anyone away. But certainly, they washed away the bad um, feelings. I well, think of previous Well, and compare
1: the Christian channel with um, yeah, you know, um, and Alan Cumming. Alan Cumming, who we both love, but we're not that great of hosts. Well, they
2: were they were cutesy. They were They're overly cute. cutesy. Yeah. and and I think these. Um, they picked two um, young people. Um, she wrote them a, a nice song. And again, it's not like Lynn manuel Miranda writing a, a song for Neil Patrick Harris to close uh, the show with. But uh, I, I, I thought they were charming hosts. And I think that a lot of people um, who were thinking, hey, I can deal with this, we're fine, until Robert De Niro came on the stage.
1: I was just going to say, I was... Oh, yes.
2: Uh, Let's yeah. get into that.
1: You know, he knows his room, so, but that was, I'm sorry. Right, but
0: he didn't do his cause any favors, that's true. Right, sure. right, Absolutely.
1: because CBS, my God, the place that you don't want to do something like this. It, it
2: also brings up a, a point that we bring every award show, every award show. It's about the people who have won awards. It's about the people who make, you know, are making theater that season. And when a presenter... John Leguizamo, um, when when people take really, really a long time on themselves and, yeah, take, a- and take away from You know, the people whose night this is for really annoys me. And that's what De Niro did. Um, You know, Bruce is his friend. He was supposed to be introducing Bruce Springsteen, a number he did. He'd already received an award with the presenter Billy Joel, who was perfectly fine. Um, And I was really, really taken aback. Not that he would do that so much, but that he would use that platform where that was Bruce's moment and and do that it was it was very upsetting it, to it me it did smack
1: of grandstanding and that I think that was just annoying although I will say Tony Shalhoub <laughs> had one of the best lines I know yeah. i mess it up but what was it I I know we've been here all night and and everybody's and
2: I'm gonna make you entusiasm- stay. Out. I'm gonna yeah <laughs> take, I'm gonna
1: stretch take, this out as long as right, I can right exactly
2: yeah yeah no
1: it it was lovely I mean you know all of the
2: the winners you know brought up um you know uh, how the band's visit uh, deals with Arab-Israeli uh, relations uh, in a very peaceful, quiet way, um, without you know being you know without um, shoving in your face that these people are just getting along. Uh, it, it's it's a very sweet message, um, and it's very intimate. But what's interesting to me is everything else. The two plays that won were sort of the opposite of that. We're talking about gigantic productions. Um, one that's originally American. Both productions, though, that came across um, from the UK. Well, no, but everybody loves Harry and, Potter. Um, uh, but which, uh, that has nothing. Uh, I'm talking about the size of the productions. Yeah. That one. I mean, you're talking about two parters. You know, things you have to spend six hours on, <laughs> versus this quiet little musical. You know, Harry Potter and, um, and the Curse Child and part, parts one and two, and Angels in America that has also mm-hmm. two parts. Um, uh what was probably interesting to audiences who are unaware of Broadway, first of all, is that someone like Andrew Garfield um is is on Broadway, you know, Spider Man in Angels in America. I wonder what people thought of that. Uh it was lovely to see Nathan Lane where he belongs in the Winter circle, um, doing something that people might not expect of him too. Glenda Jackson at eighty two years oh, old. Oh gosh. Um, you know, coming back to Broadway, and this is an aside, and, and my dear friend, who's a big theater fan, put this out there, and she, she said something to the effect of, doesn't Glenda Jackson look disturbingly like Ian McKellen, and you know, she's absolutely <laughs> right. Um, again, you, uh, you'd have to be a, a movie-slash-theater fan to get all of that, but, um, and, and Laurie Metcalf who never brought up Roseanne. Um, So there were a lot of interesting winners on this night, too, that I think um, could have held some people's attentions. But um, nice to see the ratings spike up a little. But then again, this year, it was an unusual Sunday. They weren't up against Game of Thrones. They weren't up against the Sopranos finale. They weren't up against the NBA Finals or, or the NHL Finals. So I think that should that happen again... Um, the audience will go back to.
1: Yeah, and what yet we it was expect. still only about six million. Was that right? Yeah, but that's you know,
2: you know, that, that's my expectation, I guess, um, for them. And the fact that there was Let's no down. Let's it
1: beats Miss America in September. <laughs> I have a theory about that, and when we get to September, I'm going to tell you it. But in the meantime.
0: What did you guys think about uh, Rachel Bloom and her little bit?
1: Oh, she was awful. I'm sorry. I love her so much in many ways, but I do too. oh no! What a turn-off. It was a bad idea.
2: Neil Patrick has uh, tweeted something really nasty too. Oh, uh, it's big. hard to tell
1: if he was being seemed facetious. Nasty. He has to know. Her oh maybe. no,
0: no! It's 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 just breaking on Twitter that he's formally apologized and she has accepted. Oh, okay. okay.
1: And again, Rachel, we love you, but um, yeah. And yeah. she's done this before. It's I just
2: have. I don't know. It was just. Again, it was someone who, seemed, who seemed to not have um, the pulse of the idea that it's not about her.
0: Right, right, yeah. So. <clears throat> no, that
2: that was my total take on it, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so any more Tony stuff?
2: I could go on forever,
1: Rob. Well, yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, don't get her started. <laughs>
0: All right, let's move. On. I will just say that the SpongeBob number did not inspire me to want to see SpongeBob. Yeah, you
2: know, it was interesting that and now Gavin Lee is a, a very well-known actor and all, but um, from Mary Poppins. But that was not what I. It's it's a number I haven't seen that often. Them do so I was surprised too. Mm. It's like not the number they did on um, the heroes being you know the, yeah and, and things like that. That really showed the whole ensemble more.
1: I want to say one more thing. I was really happy that they did Once on This Island.
2: Oh yeah. And
1: Alex Newell, who stars Uh in it, should have gotten a nomination. Totally inexplicable. So Yeah. uh, Here's to you. Yeah, totally agree. Glad yeah. Glad you got got the showcase. You got a showcase.
0: All right, let's move on to our second topic, which is picnic at Hanging Rock. This is a new Amazon series starring Natalie Dormer. Her name Natalie
1: Dormer. Queen Marjorie. There
0: you. you. go. Yes, I, I was I was Yes, Queen Marjorie, or before that, uh, Queen Anne on the Tudors, right? Um, I think that's who she played, uh, who I like very much. She is, she is definitely an actress that I'm quite fond of. I have not had a chance to see this program yet, but um, I am curious to know what you guys thought of it, and if you can set us up a little bit about what the story
1: is. She's a little more Cersei in this, would you say? Or oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> right well, yeah. well, you know, Hanging Rock is a real place. Mm-hmm. It's a, a real... Monument—it's a mm-hmm. mountain, I guess you'd call it. Anyway, um, it, and apparently this is based on uh, true incidents in nineteenth century. Um, I think? Yeah, 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 like yeah. 1900 on Valentine's Day, four young women uh, disappeared mm-hmm. in, in Australia. Pitt, Australia. In, in yeah. Australia, mm-hmm. but you're getting this very soapy. This production is like super soapy because she Natalie Dorman plays Dormer plays this. Um, woman whose past you're just I mean after just one episode you're just kind of getting this idea she that may or may not be a widow a real widow and, I don't she, know. and she definitely <laughs> has trauma in her past because yeah. she is comforting or at least lecturing one of her um, students at this quote college for young ladies like a finishing college and talking about what you have to do to preserve your um, she said something like well you know, you you may end up having to marry somebody Something. that uh, has done yeah. unsavory things, and mm-hmm. or at least your reputation gets ruined, and then you definitely get the feeling that this has happened to her.
2: And there are unsavory things that happen. <laughs> and
1: she's, man, is she a piece of work! Yeah. Like I don't know if I <laughs> love this shot, show or if I just don't. It's just
2: so weird. That first shot of her. Uh, silhouetted um you know and that's one big long tracking shot i know that's amazing and and man is she corseted it up tight I and i i'm thinking yeah the, the,
1: if you yeah the, if get you do ready, ready for anything, this watch moment. watch the the opening yeah. scene because it seems like it goes on for about four minutes through this um <laughs> this ha- mansion this old, yeah. old victorian looking mansion mm-hmm. where you know she's going to there are some things that are so outright schlocky and mm-hmm. funny that I'm not really sure, and then other parts that are so languid and um, dreamlike, which
2: is much more like the the original movie.
1: Yeah, there are times when people will turn like
2: towards the camera, and and it, they they're almost seemingly talking into the camera, but they're not. It's um, some of the shots, the close-ups are like that. It's very odd, um, oddly done, and. Uh, and, and, yeah, I think the tone changes on and off, and th- that's a little weird.
0: That is that is often um, a problem that is hard for a show to get past, is if they haven't gotten the tone right um, in the early going. So was it so off-putting that neither of you are going to stick with this one?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm kind of curious, because it's it ends on a cliffhanger yeah. in the very first episode. I'd sort of like to know what's going on. And there's some you know, some other intrigue. There's this young actress who plays this. um, She looks, she's like 10, 12? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm kind of curious about her story. She gets left behind as a punishment. And, um, boy, you'd never want Natalie Dormer's headmistress to be yeah, don't get on her, her bad hair. side. Yeah, yeah, she's just Mrs.
2: Trunchbull, but Miss Trunchbull, but yeah. in a you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, so anyway.
1: I I don't know if this was. I mean, this the series is Australian, correct? Yeah, and it's it's
2: beautiful. I mean, at at times there are things about it that are really beautiful, but then there are things that nothing, everything is a little off, and I think they want you that it to be that way. It's almost like a you know a horror movie, like you know before the horror happens, which I think is also what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I think that it, it does have that suspenseful air to it, too, which is, is kind of intriguing.
1: It is unnerving. There's a, a character who is very much sort of, if she were in this this day and age, she would be an earth mother. She's constantly going out into the woods barefoot, and, and she loves horses, and she reaches over to, it looks like a pile of dirt or something nearby while they're just having this picnic, and it just starts shuddering. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, wait, what? Yeah. Let's <laughs> go, wait, what is this? And then nothing happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: That is odd. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just. Well, we'll let you know. Yeah. We'll watch for another yeah, hour or so uh, let I'm you know. curious to know,
0: but at this point I'm going to try and catch up on Succession and Handmaid's Tale and Westworld and everything else I'm behind, of, behind on before Ooh. I, uh start watching this one
2: yeah it's it's interesting that Pose would have been up against the Tonys of all things so but that's still on my DVR oh
0: yeah, yeah. there's that to get to too I've got it but well, I'm ahead on that one but I'll fall behind quickly if I don't mm-hmm. if I don't stick with it alright that's going to do it for this week's Tuned In Podcast thank you Maria thanks Rob thank you Sharon thanks Rob thanks as always to our producer Melissa Tack and thank you for listening if you have any topic suggestions or comments please email me at ron at post-gazette.com, and we'll chat with you again next week.